All right, so this is week two of the Walton. So I guess if anybody wants a uh, more um, in-depth background to the Waltons, listen to our episode from last week where we did the Waltons pilot and we tried watching Spencer's Mountain, the movie that came out before the Waltons. So Spencer's Mountain was no good, but then the Waltons pilot was really good. And uh, yeah, it was only supposed to be a one-off TV movie, but then they made it into the Waltons, which ran for a million years. So uh, I guess I'll just run down the quick info of the Waltons. But like I said, you know, listen to last week for the full Waltons fucking experience. But all right, the Waltons, an American historical drama television series about a family in rural rural Virginia during the Great Depression and World War II. Man, what a bad run, right? To start in the Depression and go to World War II, <laughs> like from one shit show to the next. <laughs> like it's kind of the worst possible era of American history, right? Except uh, World War II brought a very quick end to the Depression. I suppose. Got to make them bombs, uh, get them know, factories get, moving. Yeah, you get people, people went to work. Uh, not only men, but women who traditionally up to that point, well, some of them had worked in factories in World War One, but after that finished, they went back to their homekeeping jobs. But in World War Two, they really took over factories while the men went overseas and... Yeah, it ended the depression, which then led into the uh, the fifties, which was the beginning of opulence in right. the United States. So, so if you look at it from that standpoint, I mean, it sounds like I'm a, I'm a promoter of war. Hey, you want to end depression, have a war. But you know what? That works. It does work. And I suppose if the Waltons was set in like you know the Civil War, I guess that would be worse or whatever. But as far as relatively contemporary times in American history, it's a pretty pretty rough run interesting though neat that a show ran for so long that it could stretch between those two things but it was created by earl hamner jr based on his 1961 book spencer's mountain which as we watched last week was a bad movie but then they made it into this show uh yeah aired on cbs between 1972 and 1981 for nine seasons 221 episodes and then they've basically made reunion movies ever since there's at least six movies of the Waltons post-1981, where they keep bringing back the actors. So, I mean, it's just pretty neat that, uh, you know, it's like one of these checking in on people in sort of real time, so much so that, uh, like, you know, the grandparents eventually had to be written off the show because they either just got too old or died. they died. And of those child actors, they all stayed for the entire series except for the oldest son, John Boy. I was thinking... They replaced that actor. Oh, did they really? Yeah, it, it was during the World War II episodes. He apparently was lost. He was a journalist who was uh, writing up the war stories and all that stuff. The Americans weren't in the war at that point in time. But he goes missing for a long while. And when they reintroduce him, he, he was a different actor. Yeah, and I guess that makes sense because he was the only one I, I recognized when we watched the pilot last week because, yeah, he's been in 8,000 different things. Uh, It's also interesting, this kind of ties into, if you remember when we were watching, so there was the Beverly Hillbillies, and then there were those two other shows. uh, Petticoat Junction and... and Green Acres? uh, Green Acres, yes. Where Petticoat Junction was okay, Green Acres was kind of bad. Obviously, obviously Beverly Hillbillies is the best of those. But then there was that rural purge in the 70s where they got rid of all of these shows about country folk. But the Waltons was kind of like a backlash against that. 
It's like the network was insisting nobody wanted to watch these rural type shows. But meanwhile, they'd been really popular with all these audiences and the audiences were like, where'd they all go? What the fuck? <laughs> so the Waltons was kind of uh, still most of them were gone. But the Waltons is more in line with the rural type shows where it was like, you know, we're not going to get rid of all of them. People do still want these. That was such a such a weird reactionary thing to do. And uh, and kind of for the best in a way, because there were just a shit ton of those rural shows, so much so that most of them were kind of bad. I mean, Green Acres and was a just whole weird. lot of them were based on treating those rural people like they were comedy shows. So right. it's as if those rural people were ignorant and uneducated, and but really they weren't. I mean, when you if you watch those shows, you realize that those mountain people are very smart, really smart. They're the ones who pull the jokes on everybody else. But there was that movement of, of making it, it, it's it. Like, you can't keep producing those shows because you're making those people seem like they're dumb and uneducated. Right. But really, they didn't do that at all. If you watch, And I think the people that were probably making those comments about it didn't never, never watch them or didn't watch enough of them. But it does kind of seem like maybe it wasn't the worst thing in, in the sense of, like, leveling out. Like, instead of way too many of these shows it's like fewer but better because the waltons was clearly like you can tell right away even though i've only seen that that christmas pilot obviously a a a high quality show like a good show (laughs) which is one thing that uh i mean i'd say probably on balance as we go through all these old shows we probably dislike more shows than we like but i mean that's not so weird it's just how everything is in every era but uh like i just again with a random youtube comment somebody somebody got annoyed that we don't like Gracie Allen. It's like, I don't know what to tell you. She's fucking annoying, man. We don't like like her. Yeah. But, but when a show is good, you know, like a Jack Benny say, or, or like leave it to beaver, even shows we didn't necessarily think were going to be that good, but they are good. We don't deny that they're good, you know, and obviously the Waltons is one of those shows. So even if most of the shows we watch are kind of bad, it's, it's like, hey, it's not our fault. They're kind of bad. But when they're good, we're, we don't pretend they're not, you know? And obviously the Waltons falls into the good side. The, like, it, it makes sense that it ran for so long and that they keep coming back with all these movies and stuff because, uh, yeah, it's just... And, and it's just surprising to me that I just didn't know what it was. I, I realized, I think, why I thought the Waltons was uh, tied into Leave it to Beaver and Ozzie and Harriet and stuff because the most famous thing I knew about the Waltons, I'd forgotten about this till I saw it somewhere, is when The Simpsons was new. And there was this really ridiculous backlash against The Simpsons just because Bart said bad words sometimes or whatever. Uh, so much so that President Bush Sr. had a speech where he said, we want American families to be more like the Waltons and less like The Simpsons. So the Simpsons replied to that and they're like, hey man, we're just like the Waltons. We're also hoping for the end of the depression. Like, fuck you, jerk. <laughs> but because that was the tack the president took on the Waltons, I just thought the Waltons was... A piece of crap. Yeah, it was just, guess, you know... <laughs> hey, if, it's, if it's the opposite of the Simpsons, of course it's no good. <laughs> you know, like, that's what I thought when I was 10. So interesting to see it now and be like, oh, this show is good. Uh, but and just a couple little tidbits that I learned about it. We're going to basically watch... I got the very first episode and the very last episode of the series. Again, we could go even deeper with these TV movies and stuff, but I thought it would be interesting just to see... Like I was just saying to you before we started recording, it's kind of interesting to watch the first Harry Potter movie and jump to the last one and watch everybody grow up. So we're going to kind of do that. We'll see... Or I assume this first episode will be quite similar to that pilot we watched. 
just you know recast adults but it's only a year later but then to jump nine years ahead and it's world war ii like should be interesting to see the change but this one little fact i almost don't want to bring this up because it's like weird it's one of these things that uh you know it sort of could ruin the illusion or whatever but it's just such an interesting factoid because you know the waltons is obviously uh supposed to be rural virginia in this you know poor part of the, uh, of america but that's not where they filmed it they filmed it in hollywood so the mountain this you know famous poor virginian mountain is actually if you go to the other side of that mountain and a little bit to the east the hollywood signs right there Really? Yeah, just like, isn't that weird? Because you'd never think about that in a million yeah, years. Yeah, that's right. I always uh, presumed that they filmed that in the hills of Virginia. Right. But it's like, it's like in, you know, old Star Trek, you know, when they got to go to uh, a Martian planet, they just go to the California, like, mm. you know, brushland, you know. Yeah, everything is, you know, everything's in California. <laughs> so, which, well, no. Which, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Like, if you've got all of your production is already there. You're not going to go to Virginia, freaking Virginia, just to film this. And the last little thing is uh, they tore down the original Walton's house from the nine seasons of the show, but then they were like, oh, darn, we, now that we keep making these reunion movies, we shouldn't have done that. So they built a new Walton house that still is there and shows up periodically and stuff. Uh, for instance, it was the Dragonfly Inn on Gilmore Girls. So yeah, uh, so that's the plan this week is let's just watch the Waltons. <laughs> Season 1. And Season 9, Episode 21. Hard to believe that's California. Oh, sorry, one more thing. One more thing I just wanted to bring up real quick is since, uh, you know, this is obviously some kind of rural speak with the boy, you know, in this it's John Boy. John because Boy, he's John son Jr. of John. And, yeah. and in the in the Spencer's Mountain movie, the guy's the dad's name was Clay, so the dude was Clayboy. Clayboy. But the guy who wrote this, Earl Hemner yeah. Junior, so was he Earl Boy? Well, I don't know. Who was his father? Well, he's the junior, right? Earl Hemner Junior. So. Well, well, yes. I don't. Well, I don't know. You know what? Good question. Isn't it weird though that like John Boy and Clayboy roll off the tongue? Earl Boy sounds. Yeah, that's Earl, awkward. Earl Boy. But I wonder if that's what they called him, because why would he make that up? And why would it keep coming up in every version of the Waltons mm. if that wasn't the nomenclature they used? <laughs> so I don't know. Just thinking that, it's like, Earl boy, eh? <laughs> Weird. <laughs> <laughs> whoever's left on the show <laughs> so should we uh, get the bad news out of the way first that uh, the final episode was really lame <laughs> uh, yeah it so yeah we'll just cover that real quick that um, you know it's clear by nine seasons in 
it really feels like a different show and it's like a zombie version of itself like the uh the mom's gone because she decided to leave the show the dad's gone because they fired him because the ratings are going down and budget cuts so there's only this scattering of whoever's fucking left because the grandparents are gone too uh john boy's a different actor and yeah again i guess because of budgetary stuff and they can't expand the show anymore so there is no subsequent generation there's no more kids running around with no shoes on because they could probably couldn't afford <laughs> to hire any more kids. And it's, it's one generation now. As a, When they started, they had three generations all living in the same house and input from the three generations. Yeah. So when you're, when you're paired down to just adults, one generation. Mm. Yeah, so presumably those, because uh, they made like six reunion movies and uh, all these actors, the mom and the dad and stuff, come back for those presumably those are better if you wanted to really see the end of the waltons but yeah the end of the actual show to be honest uh, full disclosure we skimmed it a bit we didn't watch the whole thing because nuts to that but again that was just an experiment to see what what it's like to jump How ahead it changed right. from from the beginning and then nine years later when everybody's grown up but on the other hand, that the first episode was really good, and I presume most of the show is more like that. I mean, probably all those early ones are probably good, and just, yeah, by the end, well, they said, too, like, they thought season eight was going to be the end, and then they did this extra season, and, like, you know, yeah, just... But, uh, but yeah, the first one, it was a little different from the pilot we watched last week in that it, at first, I felt like it was uh, lighter, you know, of just, like, it the pilot where they're waiting for the dad to come home for Christmas. The house seemed smaller. The house seemed worse. They, uh, it really had this, this dark wintertime vibe of like, oh man, I hope the dad gets home okay and he's not fucking dead on the side of the road somewhere. So the show, at first I thought, was lightening things up a little. But then the plot was this really heavy plot about this mom who abandons her deaf six-year-old kid with the Waltons. And the Waltons have to figure out, like, do we take this kid to toss her in an orphanage or do we look after her? What the hell's going on? And it was, like, surprisingly uh, almost, I don't know, is brutal the right word? <laughs> it was well, especially harsh. when you you don't really understand why the mother is is uh, abandoning her child until you meet the father of this child and he's got this hang-up about uh, something that happened in his past I don't know an idiot brother or something yeah it sounds like and his brother treating the daughter like she's an idiot too and the only place where she can go is the foundling home yeah it sounds to me like a, the this guy's brother was like legitimately developmentally disabled yes. which I do think about that sometimes of like uh, there's this one like wrestling podcast I listen to where the guy has a son with Down syndrome, so he, he does a lot of charity work for them and stuff. And I always think about that, that it's like, like I'm not a good person. I would not want to be in that situation. <laughs> you know? And the father says, uh, the, father, the father refers back to his, obviously his upbringing with this boy, this, his brother. And I can't go through that again. And he's not willing to even give his daughter a break at all and uh yeah he's he's just gonna he's the one who really wants to dump her the mother doesn't want to dump her because the mother has tried to leave her with a family that she hopes will raise her and love her and uh but the father's real forceful and and he's insisting to this woman this mother of this child that you know you do that and if you don't do it, I'm going to do it. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Or... But I do feel like, too, it's, uh, it is kind of era-appropriate. Like, nowadays, 
you know, it's obviously it's uh, difficult to be deaf, but it's it's normalized. You know, it's like we we know about it. We have systems for it. If you have a deaf kid, it's inconceivable that you wouldn't learn sign language. You just would now. Where this guy, yeah, like clearly that's it, it does sound. It's like a Helen Keller type situation. Yeah. Not as bad, but obviously they He's never. He's treating the daughter like she is an imbecile, and therefore right. she should be in an institution and that was very common in those days in the 1930s and the 1940s and the 1950s and I believe that people really believed it was for the best that and, uh, people knew how to take care of them and yeah like it makes sense that this this uh you know straw hat wearing overalls fucking clad 1930s bumpkin doesn't know sign language so so functionally it does make like he probably his relationship with this kid probably is like similar to his his brother who had legitimate mental problems if you can't communicate with somebody you presume that they yeah. are dumb right? at least we believe that the brother was mentally deficient but maybe he wasn't maybe he was just like this girl maybe he did just have a hearing difficulty but everybody treated him like he was could never learn because that's how that's how this father treated this this daughter right he just presumed that there was no way she had any intelligence and so therefore put her in the home because he wasn't going to deal with that. I did kind of like, uh, like, quote unquote, in a bad way, but the, the term he kept using was throwback. The throwback. She's the throwback. Yeah. It makes me think of, uh, man, what show is it? I think it was that show Firefly, some sci-fi show where the term they always used was backbirth. You're a total backbirth. <laughs> I always liked that one. It's just like, what a weird insult. Of course, it has a happy ending when they when they understand that the daughter is probably as smart as anybody, and she just needs to learn to communicate, and they need to learn to communicate with her. But that's when I started thinking back, gee, this brother that we presume the brother was mentally deficient, but maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was just like this girl. Yeah, see, I didn't even take it that far. I mean, I just assume he is, and... What are you gonna do? <laughs> you know, it's hard to deal with now. It's impossible to deal with back then, but it, but at least it is a way to not totally vilify this the deaf girl's dad. At least he he gets a backstory. He's not just an asshole. You know, yeah. he at least gets some some uh, explanation for why his character is that way. So of course the uh, so even though it was this really heavy topic in this kind of tough situation, I can see though I'm sure there were people back in the day who hated the Waltons because. It's such a goody-two-shoes show because, yeah, everything works out in the end. They fix all the problems, and I'm sure that happens oh, learned, every week. They learn sign language in jig time. Yeah, yeah, that was the weirdest <laughs> part for sure. Is like, uh, But for time constraints on TV, you have to give them a little bit of leeway there. Yeah, well, that's where, uh, I mean, I like there's the two types of TV where back then everything was uh, condensed into one episode. And nowadays, nothing is like that. Everything rolls on through the whole season. And I prefer the old style. I'd prefer that it be a self-contained story that ends. But if they could have hit a happy middle, like if they had that that girl for five or six episodes and gradually learned sign language, yeah, like in the background, that would have been way easier to believe. Because, yeah, this is like fast forward. All of a sudden, the entire Walton's the Walton whole family. family, grandparents, little girl, the smallest of them, they all learn it in jig time. Yeah, so, so that part, again, it's... It's fine. It's, you know, it just, it's a concession yeah, to TV. Yeah, that's a minor but, criticism. Yeah. Because the message was to get across that this deaf girl, there was nothing wrong with her mentally. 
she just couldn't communicate. That was the message. And the fact that the Walton family was able to communicate with her once she made the connection between sign language, well, you know, you got to give them a little bit of break there. Man, the other thing that uh, I was thinking about this last week, too, and I just keep thinking about it, is, uh, you know, obviously the the overall tone of the Waltons is positive. You don't want to really, you know, when bad things happen, it doesn't last. You know, you get through it or whatever. But I keep thinking about this giant house full of people. There was one of those uh, reality shows that's like, you know, the whole premise of the show is just how many kids there are. And this one was out of control. It was like a Mormon family or whatever with like 20-some kids, just ludicrous number of kids. And then it came out later that one of the older boys in this house was like molesting a bunch of his sisters which doesn't surprise me because if you've got 20 fucking people in this house like you cannot keep track of everyone and what's going on and ever since i heard that story and like it, it kind of ruins stories like this for me in a way because that's the reality that's what really is probably gonna happen <laughs> and i'm just like i don't want to think about john boy being some creepy virginian <laughs> fuck touching all the little deaf girl who's in his house but but you know, I can't help but think about it. But I'm willing to, again, just meet the Waltons on its level and be like, let's just live in a world where some bad-ish things happen, but nothing like that happens. <laughs> so we saw The Homecoming and we saw season, the first show. They're very, very close in um, theme, story. You know, had good storylines and a bit of depth to them. The, the ending show... Yeah, well, it was, you know, it had a few things going on in it, but it was... Uh, I mean, it's very clear, yeah, this, this series should have been yeah. over at that point. So I'm willing to bet. I mean, I'm just throwing darts at the dartboard, but I bet the first half of the Waltons is probably really good. And then it probably starts getting a little shakier, getting a little shakier. And yeah, by the end, as a rickety show. It was. <laughs> and see, even this one, um, it's not in World War II. Because there are things that happen in that show where they talk about the sun's being going off to war and the youngest boy wants to uh, become a pilot so that he can fly in the war. Uh, the daughter, Mary Ellen, loses her husband, has a baby, loses her husband. Right, like at this war. point it's post-war because uh, John Boy's back from the war. And, and, and this one, it's over. The war is over and they're trying to... He's writing novels about the war. Yeah, yeah it's clearly... And everybody <laughs> else is too. Right. So. so, I mean, that would probably be a good rule of thumb, is uh, if it's an episode of The Waltons with the original actor who played John Boy, thumbs up, watch it. If it's not, mm, <laughs> you know, maybe watch it, maybe don't. But I bet I bet that first run is, like, the, the real stuff. And then, obviously, once you have to start writing characters off and things, particularly, like, the main guy, <laughs> you know, that's... The show's never going to be the same after that. But, but I don't know. It is nice that, again, like I was saying at the start, that... Uh, you know, uh, the overall point of watching weird random old shows is just to get a, a sense of the history of TV in general. I don't necessarily care if the shows are good or not. It's more interesting just what was happening in TV at the time. But it's still nice to occasionally find a show that's clearly a good show. Or I guess this is what I was thinking of, is uh, nowadays, you know, there's always, what's the new show? Uh, the Sandman just came out, or uh, I don't know, a few years ago it was like Game of Thrones, whatever. And people are like, oh, you should watch it. Or I just don't want to. And I always think in my mind, I'm like, what if it was 50 years from now and people look back? Is anyone going to give one fuck about Game of Thrones? Is anyone actually going to watch the Daredevil show? Does anyone care? I doubt it. So why am I watching it now? Why is everyone pretending this is good now? 
where that's the situation we're in with some of these shows. We are 50 years in the future and we are looking back and most of them are no good, but every once in a while there's a show where you're like, yeah, that is a good yeah. show. And it holds up. Yeah. After all these years, it holds up. And again, comparing what we've seen of e- even the last show of this, which I didn't think was top notch, it was better than Spencer's Mountain. <laughs> yeah, Spencer's Mountain, which just missed the mark totally. Yeah. I mean, which they say is a takeoff from the from the Waltons. It's not even close. That, that movie was not even close. Yeah, because even though that final Walton's like, yeah, it was uh, a shell of its former self, but I feel like the only way to avoid that would be if somehow the ratings kept going up and the budget kept going up, and if the Walton kids had their own kids and you just kept going like a soap opera, like Days of Our Lives. That's the only way. But because it's not a soap opera, yeah, it's just empty. It's just like, where's the next wave? Where's the next... It's just mysteriously everyone's gone (laughs) and the show basically is john boy walton's story right so really you do have to if you're if you're going to be true to it you do have to drag him into new york and have what this last show did showing how tough it is to get a break in new york etc 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 go back (laughs) home blah 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 blah. because it is his story you can't really wipe him out of it completely although there is there are a lot of the a lot of the shows in the 19 set in the 1940s where he supposedly is off in the war writing journalist stories and then he gets lost and he isn't in those shows at all it's the stories of the others who are still at home yeah it would be weird uh if they really did keep going with it like if they were season 10 then it would be like john boy gets his book about his family published and then Hollywood comes a knocking, and they make some cockamamie movie with Peter Fonda in it. That's no good. <laughs> like, I wonder how meta you could get. Just retell the whole thing. I guess that's Spencer's Mountain, <laughs> yeah. right? And then, then they make a TV show. And they and make just... Spencer's Mountain, which was which was set in the nineteen. I'm gonna say what 1960 maybe. So speaking of Spencer's Mountain, the movie, because that's how we started this to uh, you know this this weird version of the Waltons that wasn't uh, wasn't really good. Uh, to bookend it, this is another thing I, I didn't expect that I found while I was researching. So we watched Spencer's Mountain. That sucked. We watched the normal Waltons. Pretty pretty good generally, you know. Worse at the end, but, but good. Now to bookend it for next week. We're not quite done with the Waltons yet because it turns out last year, the CW Network, which is the Warner Brothers Network, I think, they made a remake of that Homecoming Christmas Waltons episode. And at first I couldn't find it because it's just some TV show that came out last year. You know, it's ironically easier to find old stuff because nobody, no one cares about a Walton's remake. No one is archiving it online. It's, it's on YouTube, but it would, it would have been $15 to buy it. I'm like, I, this doesn't even look good. I don't want to buy it. But through my advanced piracy skills, I did find a copy. So I don't expect it to be any good because it just is some... I don't know, just a just a remake. It just looks like a very bland, modern-day remake of The Waltons. But they're hoping it'll develop into a new series and blah, 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 and basically repeat what happened with the original Waltons. So next week, again, we might just bail out. We might watch half of it, and if it's just shit, then, that, then we're not going to finish it. <laughs> but that's my plan for next week, is to finish off this thing. We watched The Spencer's Mountain, incorrect version, now we can end with the CW incorrect version. Okay. So yeah, I would say be excited, but more more 
realistically brace yourself because <laughs> I doubt, I doubt it. What are the chances that this thing's going to be any good?